Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. My name is Hank. With me is the other hero. I didn't think you were going to dive in so fast. Gotta dive in. Very fast. tired. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. What are we... So, uh, we're... uh, Yeah. We're back again. <laughs> back again. God bless. I've moved. This yeah, time. this yeah. <laughs> you couldn't do it while I was gone for a month? How dare you? How dare you? How's uh how's things? Everything Things uh, are good. Most of my stuff's still in boxes, but yeah. My computer's not. <laughs> and I have internet. Okay, but and the, that's what really matters. Well, the question is, are you using those boxes to support your computer and or sit on? No. Oh, well. Then you're basically living like a king. <laughs> I have a chair to sit on, oh. and I have another chair to sit on in the other room. Look Though that one fucking, is surrounded by boxes. Look at fucking like Richie Rich. Two chairs? Why do you need two chairs? Yeah, That's absurd. I can't imagine. Because I was carrying the chair back and forth between the two rooms, <laughs> and that got annoying. Uh, I was like, what if I had another chair? And my parents were like, yo, we have this chair we don't need. Ice. I'm like, dope. <laughs> I was going to, like, buy an office chair that doesn't suck, maybe, but this is... <laughs> the price is right on this chair. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the dream. That's the dream I lived when I was still in America, and I had all this old furniture. Yeah. Now the dream is dead, and my apartment is bare. <laughs> like, most of my silverware I'm using is, like, our old camping so hell yeah dude i feel that i feel that so hard (laughs) literally all the silverware in my apartment was like my mom saying oh we have like all these old sets that we don't use and it's just a bunch of mix mishmash trash but Mm -hmm. it does the matter (laughs) yeah some of it some of it is actually stuff we used to use but Mm. like it was it had this part that would just, this plastic on it that the washing oh. machine kind of wrecked. Gotcha. But I don't have a washing machine. I'm washing everything oh, by hand. That, so was, that was my next question. That's not, a, that's not a deal breaker for you? You're good with that? No. I'm fine with that. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not eating like things that are hard to wash. Yeah, yeah. I like... In principle, I'm fine with it. In practice, I realize that I really enjoy dishwashers. <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. uh, when it comes to cooking stuff, like a mental thing, I like to just throw the big pot in the dishwasher and call it a day. Mm-hmm. After gorging Even myself had a, on. <laughs> we had a dishwasher. I usually wouldn't put the pots in there, just mm-hmm. plates and stuff. I mean, if you care about your pots, that's probably the right choice. (laughs) I'm used to cleaning that pan. Gotcha. I'm I'm very used to it. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's been... 
like a like a hundred years. Um, it's been a million years. It's it's been so long. What are we even talking about? I've today? traveled traveled for so long and so far. I feel like there was a far line there I was searching for, but I just couldn't find what I was looking for. We're talking about A Barrel of Laughsville Tears, which is a children's book by Jules Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, so, I'm in Russia, and my copy yeah. of the book is in America. Um, <laughs> so, I couldn't... Uh, I, I did read it. Like, I went through it at the appropriate time, and then that's about when our entire schedule went to hell. Um, mm-hmm. I remember most of the plot points. I think I think my biggest thing is going to be names. So mm-hmm. if if you want to do like a rundown of the character list at uh at some point maybe like with the, you know, the brief summary or something. There's Roger, mm-hmm. our main character. Yeah. Who whatever whenever he's around people they can't they uncontrollably laugh. Which sounds like hell. Because he's... When you think about it. <laughs> imagine not being able to stop and you're gasping for breath and crying. That sounds miserable. I mean, it's literally... they if He can't be around people because they will die. <laughs> <laughs> they, nothing will get done. They will not eat. They will all die if he's around people. It's actually a problem. Yeah. But he's just... He's just so white and privileged. Oh no! He doesn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, he knows little, nothing of suffering. He has no little, idea. He's a little prince boy. Yeah. Uh, there's the the second character introduced to the hunter. Right. Yes. The other most important character in the book, who the author says his name is Jack, and then he right, says, "Hi, I'm Jack. Tom." Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he just constantly is. And that's, um... I mean, we can probably just... With those Honestly, two. Honestly, my thing is, like, is when... The first time when he's like, Mr. Hunter, you can go now. He's still laughing. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Basically. That's uh, so good. There's the king, whatchamacallit. Roger's right. dad. Yeah. Who says you just can't say the right thing. Yeah, you can't figure out like what how to how to you can't find his words, like ever. Yes. Just always says the wrong thing and says the wrong thing many times before. It's like he's got a it's a porky pig problem. <laughs> the, the classic porky pig. Yeah. Except he goes on for much longer. It's yeah. They were you know what? Yeah, we'll 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 get there, we'll get there. There was a, there it, like his, his that one speech. It's like half a page, dude. It's real <laughs> trying to say things. Yeah. Um, uh, Roger, I kiss you, Mary. Such, I mean, I miss you very much. But when you're around, no done gets work. Yeah, I mean, no work gets done because body every's laughing. There was a long. That was like that page was. I mean they. <laughs> It's a very thin line that was walked. 
It's a Honestly, very silly like, book. It, that part was impressive because if it had gone on for even like another sentence longer, I was going to lose my shit, but it didn't. So it's perfect. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> Just that real narrow area. Um, no, the you need a cooler, wiser sled bed. That is head. I'm sending C to you, my gizzard lizard blizzard wizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, you uh, know, so this, um, this book was like, I guess, uh, simultaneously the part of, of the, the book club that I was looking forward to. And also the part of the book club that I was terrified of. And that was, what if Hank brings a book to the table and it's just not my thing at all? Like, that's... I mean, I'm just the type of person where, despite the fact that I I know everybody can have their opinions, I would still feel bad. Uh But, no, this book was fucking great. (laughs) Like, it was so good. And that's the good yeah. side of the book club is like finding new stuff. No, it's, I mean um, I already brought Daniel X to the table, so I'm pretty sure the fear was incredibly justified. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> like that's one of the, the it, that's a bad book. That is poorly written. I would say I'm gonna level with you. I just I hadn't thought about Daniel X in a real long time until you said it just now. And even like talking before you said it, I I hadn't thought of it when I when I talked about potential potentially bad books. So that's kind of a damper on my day. I gotta go to sleep with that <laughs> knowledge again. <laughs> there are more of those books. Fuck! Do I just one. realized something. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god! It's all coming together. Oh, this is how far, this is how much it receded in my memory. One of the, the, the student that I tutored, the first student that I tutored in Russia, 14-year-old mm-hmm. kid, one-on-one, so I would, I would just go to his family's apartment. Pretty nice family, uh, like, uh, quite well-off, well-traveled, all that shit. His mom was, like, obsessed with elephants. <laughs> I'm talking elephant t-shirts. I'm talking her thing. Like, when she would go to a different country or... Was it country or notable city? She would get, like, little ceramic elephants. And so there was, like, a display case, like, filled with elephants. There was, like, a little elephant statue near the TV. Shit. So she's an elephant nerd. Uh, You know she owns a couple (laughs) copies of, uh... What is it? Water for Elephants? (laughs) Jesus. I never even saw the signs. She loves the el- movie The Elephant Man. This explains so much. It explains so much, like, how she would start talking about how she was the smartest in every subject. And, and she would talk about the one true king, Babar. Babar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. Showed up in a... A crown and a green tuxedo one day. She opened the door and was just like, My liege. Fucking Babar. Ugh. So much bad knowledge in my head now. Well. 
I guess it can only go up from here, which is, uh, you know, yeah. not, not a bad so, thing. <laughs> Daniel X was like a weird obsession. Yeah, yeah. My friend. Because uh, that book's terrible. But this book, Barrel Blast Veil of Teals, is legitimately like up there as one of my favorite kids' books. It is. Books I read as a kid. It is incredibly solid. Like, for something that I've uh, and I'd never heard of it at all. Even a little. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was really great. Um, I, I guess at a certain point. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. We'll, we'll, we'll go through it bit by bit, I guess. So, Roger has his, his little laughing problem. Yeah. And, yeah. um,. I think, is it to, like, to solve the problem that the wizard sends him on a quest? Or is it just uh, by virtue of him being a prince, he has to go on a quest? I know I know. there's something with the wizard and a quest. No, it's specifically to, for him to grow up and secure right. his thing. Right. Because he can't be, if he's a king, if he becomes king and no one can be around him, if, like, everyone's laughing, it won't, it won't, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's just logist- they're just like logistically, this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And I remember, basically, the, like the he, the wizard, just has to try and figure out a way to cure it, and the way he decides is to send him on a quest. Yeah, that he has like the I, I forget. Jay does Wellington he like wizard? Does he actually have like any quest in mind, or does he just send him off? Um, no, I mean, at the end, you find out he did have a quest in mind, but mm. it's definitely not the quest Roger goes on on account of he spends three years lost in the fucking woods. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, your quest was over years ago. You <laughs> fucked that one up real bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was something where, like, he was supposed to do another thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, it, like, it's like playing on the tropes of medieval classic medieval stuff of mm. the prince goes on a journey or whatever yeah classic stuff but it does play out in the classic way yeah thank god there is a there was, there was some plot points where I was like is this going to be shoehorned into being a thing and it wasn't it's, it's good and just, yeah, the, I don't know, the writing is really, really solid. Like, it, it's a kid's book, but I don't know, like, I read it for the first time, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> like, just, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's nice. And yes. it, it's not, I guess, the, the, the closest word I can, I can think of right now is, like, condescending. Like, it, it's not... <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's not stupid. Like, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the best way I could describe it. Yeah, it's a it's assuming a level of literacy because it's like breaking all these rules and mm-hmm. doing things and playing with the form. Yeah, in fun ways. Yeah, for sure. And I really like when Roger says, "No problem." And Jay Wellington's all 
annoyed. He's like, no problem will not become a figure of speech for 600 years. I hate it when books and TV and movies do that. <laughs> and Roger's like, what are movies? What's TV? <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> it's just so silly. Yeah. the And on point. He breaks a lot of walls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Particularly with uh, the character of the hunter, who's supposed to be Jack, but is Tom, and who also like, uh, what is it? What does he do? So okay, so so Roger gets lost in the woods, and they're well, well, it's it's like a special woods. First, right? he meets the hunter on the on the like the beginning of his quest. Oh, I thought he met the hunter in well, the woods. He meets him outside of the woods because the hunter is introduced as a character for just to encounter right. Roger to show off the laughing thing. Right. It's just an example. And then, but then he, he just sticks around. Yeah. He. The, yeah. The author asks him to. He's like, Yeah, you could. You could dip. And then instead, he just he, he does just leave. He won't. He won't leave. And then later, okay. Roger encounters. Uh, him again is like the author's like he was supposed to encounter someone else but since tom is here this is who he encountered instead Mm -hmm. gotcha like (laughs) i just that is the phrasing on it said the man who though no longer a hunter but still in this book should have a name because he (laughs) gives up being a hunter because roger turns into any sort of animal it's the whole thing Right. So he can be around people without laughing. Yeah, He's a magic yeah. Bag yeah, the, the wizard. Dust. Yeah, the wizard gave him the dust. Right, right. Yes, it transforms him into a random thing so that he can be around people without making them laugh. He should have a name. How about Jack? I am Tom," said the former <laughs> hunter, who will not do anything I tell him. <laughs> I just love that idea of a character in a book who just the author doesn't have control over him he's just yeah man he's just a force of he's just a thorn in his side a true villain of the story and i like not a villain of the main character <laughs> a villain of the story of the, yeah of the story <laughs> and like a character that's at odds with the off well i mean it's it's a concept i i really enjoy but it's it's hard. It'd be hard to pull off because like it it kind of the idea it, it plays on the idea that uh, you know sometimes you start making a character and they become enough of a character that maybe suddenly it's like something they do just pops into your head and you're like oh shit like, yeah this is how it would go and mm-hmm. I didn't even plan this but. Yeah, it's just it's, it's making great. literal it's, yeah, like, like it's, a thing that could happen while you were writing. Yeah. But it's so like good. there are writers like, who will talk about characters how they work in their heads as they're writing like this. Yeah. Like characters that just pop up in their stuff or whatever. Hmm. But this makes it textual. And it's amazing. This character who's like, just so it doing makes, things. It makes me want more of it <laughs> like as a yeah. as a device. Yeah, like you also you just can't do it. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's 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 breaking the rules, and you have to the rules have to exist. The structure has to exist for it to work. Yeah, as a thing you can do occasionally. Um, the other things I like, I love, I love the way the the like the way that the things Tom does changes the way the narration works, the way the book works. Just like the fake chapter five is yes. so good. Where the author just has to go, all right, I'm making up a chapter to warn you about this guy because he's, I don't have control over him. And <laughs> yeah, it like, makes me mad. Yeah, the aside I trust him. He's bad. And then, but then I love the arc of Tom where he's like, becomes Roger's best friend in when they get lost in the woods together. And they're they're good friends. But mm-hmm. eventually because Roger leaves him behind when he escapes because he's thoughtless. Yeah. He has not grown up yet. Then Tom turns and just decides he just wants to destroy Roger. He's just he mean and ugly. And it like the book goes out of its way to say it's not that Tom changed and became worse because of this it's just he was acting as a good person before he wasn't a good person <laughs> he just happened to be behaving like one at that time yeah and i think that's gr- a great th- way to present a villain in a kid's book mm-hmm. it's like this person is this is a bad person but you might be friends with a bad person like they might be a person who's nice to you and you have fun with or whatever. Yeah. You hang out with. But when something, which comes to shove or it's something, you might learn something about that person. Like that this can happen. This is a this is a thing that can happen in the world. Abs- Some people are just absolutely. fucking jerks. Yeah. No, <laughs> They're just it's... mean. <laughs> and there was a lot of good shit in this book for that. Like, just, yeah. I mean... I don't want to say more. And you also, you're not. I also have a, like a thing where I really like villains who just their whole thing is like to destroy the protagonist. It's just a thing I <laughs> I like in villains where that that's a motivation I like. Yeah, a singular. They don't have, they don't have a... higher games. A singular <laughs> hatred of this person. Yeah, that is that's a good way to get to make me like a villain. Oh, it's a that's a good lesson. Bad people don't always act bad. Yeah. Um, just cause and just, yeah. He, if I if I remember right, he gets out of the forest by like walking backwards, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he doesn't think to tell anyone or. Because he winds up in a whole different trap after that, and he does it not thinking it's like not knowing it's gonna work. It's just he tries it, and suddenly he's not he's out of the lost woods. <laughs> yeah. And then he's into also, also yeah. I love that he's in those fucking woods for three years. Yeah, three years, <laughs> just chilling. It's just the like... wizard skin is so pissed. <laughs> Like, yeah. God damn it, this motherfucker is still in these. He's still in this first part of the quest. Well, and that's yeah. Doesn't Just having he, a ball? Doesn't he like? He cuts off yeah, the magic he, dust. He cuts him off. Yeah. So suddenly, 
Roger wakes up and his his bag, which always refilled every morning, is only half full, and so he knows. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Because if he runs out, then he can't be around people, because they will all laugh themselves to death. Hmm. Yeah, and then he he ends up in the. It's like a, isn't it like a rocky area or something. There's like rocks. There's a lot of rocks. Yeah, it's the, the dastardly divide or something. Right, right. I might have gotten the prefix on it wrong, but it's something like that. Yeah. Also, there's a good part where he's like, and Roger can't just fall down to the bottom like Wiley E. Coyote. Because <laughs> this is a book, not an animated cartoon. So I have to be more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there was. Uh, I think there was. I, I don't know where it is. Maybe, maybe we'll get there. Wasn't there like a reference that kind of dates the book? Like he talks about a TV show or something that was like airing at the time. Maybe. Maybe I don't remember. Hmm. A TV show reference. I might have been. I remember the reference else. to other kids' books, where he does a sick burn on James and the Giant Peach. And yeah, and he does yeah. a sick burn on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Makes fun of his own Phantom Tollbooth drawings. Yeah. I think the yeah, the only reason I recognize that is because I think before reading this you had mentioned the Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah, the Phantom stuff. The Phantom Tollbooth is one of my other favorite kids' books, and Jules Pfeiffer didn't write that one, mm-hmm. but he did the illustrations for it. And it has a it has a similar sense of humor. It doesn't do, it doesn't have a character like Tom, but overall it's it's silly but smart in a, a very similar way. Gotcha. Like like Bear of Last Veil of Tears, the book that he gets compared to is Phantom Tollbooth. Hmm. So. I'm I remember. The next character we meet is named Sarah. Sadie. Sadie. I, you know. Lady Sadie. I was close. She's plain spoken. Right. Is it? Yeah, it's just plain spoken. I I remember that bit. I just forgot. Yeah. Which. How they, how they, do they call her like Sadie plain spoken or like plain spoken Sadie or something for a bit? Yeah, I mean, okay, it's going definitely the plain-looking, plain-spoken Lady Sadie. Yeah, <laughs> man, just has to. That's that's her gimmick. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't remember it rhymed. Of all things, you didn't oh, well. read it out loud enough, I guess. I, I mean, not yet. I'm not gonna lie, like, I finished this book and I'm like, yo, this is staying around because I'm gonna read it to my kids. <laughs> like, 200%. Yeah. And she, Lady Sadie, is in servants to Princess Petulia, mm-hmm. who is allegedly so beautiful that she turns men to stone. 
Right. And there's a big thing about him explaining what allegedly means. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> God, so many... Uh, yeah. Yeah. What are you, you going to say? Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I'm surprised that's not a, a thing in the book. Just a sentence, like, trailing off, like, ah, forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> Something along those lines. That'd be good. It does have a now where was I, but... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, um... Let's see. Uh, she was also a tightrope. Lady City was a tightrope walker. That's a little right. <laughs> random detail in there. Wasn't so she, she always has rope on her. Wasn't she like eating rocks when Roger found her or something? N like, no, like after she rocks? pulls Roger up, because she has to get Princess Petunia's necklace back, which has somehow fallen off the cliff and onto his neck. Yes, right. Um, then they're stuck. They're still stuck in the dastardly divide where they're just rocks. Mm -hmm. So there's no food. So they're just sucking on rocks for moisture, sustenance, or something. Yeah. And we get the good bit of let's say he's talking to a rock and saying, "You know, you're not the best rock I've ever had." The one I had yesterday, oh, that was the best. You, you're not the worst either, but you're not, you're not a frock of the first order. <laughs> Second class rock over here. Yeah, fucking uh, basic bitch. Yeah. And then Roger compliments her, and she's like part annoyed because you know it's going against her plain brand but also she kind of likes it oh yeah <laughs> and uh, that's when the shipping started uh-huh well and then after that then they're spend two weeks chewing on rocks and they're about to die <laughs> yeah uh so they end up using the last of the dust, the transforming dust to try and escape. And Sadie gets turned into a leaf and blows away. And Roger turns into an egg rock mound of clay thing. Mm -hmm. It's very heavy. Not, not going anywhere. So he rolls himself off the cliff. Because he's got nothing else to do. And lo and behold... <laughs> He then hatches into an eagle. Yeah. That bit I remembered. I Well, I mean, I remember him being a I mean, he's giant, an eagle for a while. Yeah, I remember him being a giant <laughs> bird for a good chunk of the yeah. book. I don't remember the, well, the origin of it, but... Yeah. Doesn't he get, like, worshipped by a town or something? <laughs> yeah, he goes to the Valley of Vengeance. Right, yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. just always getting even with each other and stealing their burning down your neighbor's house, and you come home to only to find your house has been burned down. People are just stealing each other's livestock and their children from each other. Gotcha. They're just all mad. 
and uh, you know, Roger goes on, goes starts helping people, and it turns out over time, people are just like stoked. They're like, "Yo, this eagle is awesome." <laughs> Kids are just like, "Yo, let me <laughs> fucking fly, pick me up and throw me again." Yeah. Uh. You know, local where, village hero. Yeah. And that's, you know. So, you know, he when he left, he, he'd left Tom behind, and Tom had just gotten fed up after waiting for a while. He got very angry, and he walked out of the book, as he was, you know, always supposed to do. But now it's just a thing, so now it's just a thing he can do on his own. Mm-hmm. And he walked into the book to a later fight and found himself in the Valley of Vengeance, and he was stoked, because he's now fully mean and just wants to get even with Roger. So he has an encounter with he tries to shoot down this eagle that's making everyone happy. Yeah. Fucking happy people. People are changing. Wasn't there like Hmm, I feel like there was, so Roger was helping everybody and they were getting to be nicer and stuff. I swear yeah. that there was like, is, isn't there like one dude that's, or they start like reverting a little bit, or is that because of Tom? That's literally just Tom. Okay. Tries to kill him. I yeah. thought I thought there was something else. Okay. I mean, yeah. Nope. Again, been a hundred. Someone years, else. So. Someone else tries to fight him, and then it turns out that was Tom. Gotcha. Okay. And the narrator's like, yo, I told you about Tom. I I warned you. <laughs> now look where we are. Yeah. You didn't believe me. The difference between Tom now and Tom in the old days is that the old Tom behaved like a nice person. That's mm-hmm. such a good... <laughs> such a good thing. And I love the, the drawing of Roger as the eagle on the like upper right hand of the page. And Tom in the bottom left with his fucking fist up, yelling. <laughs> Damn helpful bird. Get out of here. Get out of here. Making people happy. Fuck you. Apologizing to me for being thoughtless. <laughs> yeah, Fuck yeah. you. How dare you. Tom went from being Roger's best friend to being his worst enemy. Didn't, uh, yeah, Roger, like, flew everybody out of the forest then or something? Including, like, uh, that rotund woman who had yes. lost her love or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, first he goes, if he flies across the Sea of Screams and the Mountain of Malice on his way there. Yeah. And the best, the mountain of malice is just like throwing rocks at him, and like they hurt, but it's, you know, he's a he's a giant eagle, he can handle it, but then there are tiny notes tied to all the rocks, and then he reads them. Oh yeah, they're just they're just they just make him sad. They're just the meanest tweets. Yeah, <laughs> they cut they cut deep. These those troll comments, they get right to the heart of his deep seated fears. They fucking add him. Just the thing. They they add him. 
didn't even ask. It, just, it puts him in a very, very bad mood. It just went right into his DMs. Let's see, he starts, starts dying. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that now. He broods. He broods. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a bird. Yeah. So he can't, can't cry. He just broods. And then he meets Andrew, who's the husband of Fat Lucille. Yes. He's been looking for her for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> they were playing hide and seek, and she got she went into the forest, and he never found her. The greatest hider. Yeah, and she was, like, <laughs> thin, wasn't she? Like, she was yeah. pretty petite. Yeah, and then she got sad because she was stuck in the forest and she ate and ate and ate and the drawings you get the she's a little thick she's thick she's like the whole page she a bowl of oatmeal (laughs) yeah so that finding andrew restores rogers you know desire to help people yeah the things are you know, and it's a life's life's worth living yeah that's a, i mean it's a big quest y'all 30 years yeah it's a good he's he, he's found a quest he has to he has to help these people he abandoned yeah i mean unintentionally abandoned but yeah nonetheless i thoughtlessly abandoned yeah yeah he figured a way out and he didn't tell anybody mm-hmm then uh, we also meet Dovin the Serene. I, mm, I think I forgot her sits, entirely. She sits behind a crisp, crystal ball and is like a fortune teller. And okay. she's taller than anyone, everyone, but no one ever sees her stand up. Boy, can you hear that? She, she's the one who. Yep. Okay. I heard that. <laughs> uh, Nothing to see here. She ends up mare marrying Andrew and Lucille. Right, right. And then she and Roger have a have a talk and she's like she knows who he is and she's like she tells him to wait. Cuz he think cuz one of the the one of the the bad tweets told him that Lady Sadie was dead, so he was he just took it as a fact. I mean, rocks rocks don't lie. Uh, no, <laughs> dude. If someone's adding you, you gotta believe them. If it's on the internet. It's uh, it's true. They don't let you lie on the internet. You can't just add someone with false information. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. Uh, so then he you know goes off to find her. But while he's flying over the ocean, he turns back into a human and then almost drowns. And then he gets the kiss of life. The fucking weirdest description of CPR. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody was kissing him. Why was he spitting water at her when she was nice enough to kiss him? A stranger. She kissed him. Water streamed out of his mouth. She kissed him. Water streamed out of his nose. She kissed him. He remembered he was supposed to be doing something. What was it? Something besides spitting up water. Breathe, the sophomore said. Ah, that was it. (laughs) So 
is, that is a, a description of CPR. Weird yeah. one. But. It turns out the person who's rescued him and given him the kiss of life uh, is Princess Petunia. <gasps> Petulia. And also he looks at her face and doesn't turn to stone. And also they're on a raft that is the giant <laughs> that kidnapped her. Who's like at death's door. And the ocean. And also she kidnapped herself. And the ocean is And the tears. ocean they're in is the Valley of Tears that she cried for being sad for the first time. Because the giant was dying. It, w- it was And she couldn't her. get enough fish okay. in the tiny... She needed a bigger river so she'd get more fish to feed the giant. I thought it was the giant's tears for some reason, but yeah, that makes more no. sense. <laughs> No, it's hers, because she wears a veil, but then she was crying, so it was her veil of tears. Oh, hey, yeah, okay. And there's a big picture of just tears streaming out of her face. Yeah. In case you didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, this giant thinks he was good enough to look at her face and not turn to stone. And, uh... Also, Roger says she she asks why she why Roger thinks that uh she's not super beautiful, and he's like, "No, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, but you're a little old." Aren't you? <laughs> oh, holy shit! I forgot about that bit. That's great. Savage. Savage. Oh man, that's oh that's great. I totally forgot about that bit. <laughs> You're a little old though. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. So so then he he run, he finds out that Lady Sadie is not there. She was there. Right. Okay. Find its way there, but now she's been kidnapped herself because she disguised herself as the princess when they were raided, and it turns out she was kidnapped by Tom. Tom has kidnapped her, thinking she was the princess, but right, and that that was Roger's quest so that he could draw Roger to him. Hmm. So he ends up being right, but you know, for the wrong reason or whatever. Yeah. Man, yeah, this is, I think this is, I, bits of this are coming back to me, but I think, yeah, from, from like that point, I remember some of the, mm-hmm. the biggest bits, but exactly how, the, how the order of things ends up being is kind of mm-hmm. where I'm getting murdered. And, you know, Roger, he's matured a little bit, he's calmed down a little, he wasn't angry enough to kill Roger, he was over that. But he was angry enough to defeat, mortify, and humiliate him so that his future would be bleak and his life in ruins. <laughs> that struck Tom as the more mature approach and just about as satisfying. It's so good. <laughs> um, uh, really, the important thing is that then Roger and Tom have their fight. 
And it's yeah. like, it was a terrible fight. Like, and then the scenario is like, it was, it was really bad. Like, Tom is just out here not hitting Roger, and Roger is just standing there, not moving. Right. Tom yep. just can't bring himself to actually hit Roger. Just like, missing wildly over and over again, clumsily attacking. Uh, I, and then I, I, I remember that doesn't Sarah or Sarah Jesus doesn't uh, Sadie. Sadie yeah yeah doesn't Sadie take off the veil and uh, is is that at this point or is that later? Well, first she goes to take a bath while they're fighting because the fight is boring and terrible. Yeah, it's terribly actually. boring. Most boring fight you've ever read about in a story. But yeah, then she comes back and she. took off the veil, revealed a perfectly average, pleasant-looking young woman. It made no difference. Tom turned to stone. Beginning yeah, of the next chapter. Yeah, yeah. How could Tom turn to stone? Uh, no. He Tom turned to stone because he had made up his mind he was going to. He's just, yeah. like, convinced himself this is what will happen, so this is what happens. You mm -hmm. know. Then doesn't it, like... He stays that way until he realizes that he doesn't have to, and then he just kind of stops. Until he realizes he gets hungry, <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, stones don't get hungry, right?" Oh man, yeah. I'm, I'm amazing. I came, I turned back from being stone. I'm a hero. Uh, and he leaves yeah. the book very satisfied with himself. <laughs> Jesus, some Douglas <laughs> Adams stuff. How do you fly? Just forget that you're falling. Yeah. <laughs> works every time. How do you that how works. do you turn back f from being turned into stone? You just get hungry. Uh-huh. And then so then having rescued Sadie, he goes back to Princess Petulia, who is like you know, because there's the princess, prince, princess thing. So clearly, he would rescue her, and then they would get married. Like that's that's a given. And yeah. then, so then they have this conversation when he comes back. She goes, "I've come to know you as a good man with a kind soul. I'm honored," said Roger with a sinking heart, because he doesn't want to marry her. "You are a true yeah. friend," said Princess Petulia. "I am honored," said Roger, deeply depressed. "True friend, I would rather die than marry you," said Princess Petulia. Whoopee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Princess Petulia gets married to the giant. Roger and Lady Sadie, Princess Sadie, now get married. <laughs> uh, the giant's name is Philip. And right. uh, when Petu Princess Petulia takes off her, her veil to show to him, he says, I have not turned to stone, I have turned to jelly. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> That's sort of corny. Uh, shit. They get, they get, they get twin castles right next to each other. The giant's castle is much bigger. You could accommodate the giant, you know. as you do. Yeah, as you do. And that's the, and then we get the wizard thing of Rogers. Like, did you know I nearly died on your quest? Best thing ever happened to you. Do you know that I nearly fail? You did fail. The rest you went on was the wrong quest. 
Yeah, does he does he tell the, what the original one was? I forget. You were supposed to marry Princess Daphne. He's not nearly as right for you. All in all, I think you did brilliantly. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, he totally botched it, but like it worked out. <laughs> Roger decided that in his lifetime there would be a dozen, a hundred more quests, quests of all kinds, waiting out there to be found. But where else would he have found this woman, or this child, or these friends? Yeah. Sweet little. And also people yeah. stopped laughing around him because he grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And Princess Sadie became less always plain spoken. Sometimes she was plain spoken, sometimes she wasn't. You know. Yeah. She became a more nuanced human being. Sometimes she, most of the time she'd just be charmed by Roger and sometimes she would kick him. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was uh, it was such a good book. Quite good. Quite, quite good. Very funny. I think it has a really good central story. A good villain. Lots of kids book. Of good morals that I think yeah. are. Maybe I. I, I don't want to shit on every other kids book out there, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It feel. Like, it feels like this one had. Maybe that's why it felt like not as condescending or something like it felt like the morals were a little more less in your face or mm -hmm. ones that you might mm -hmm. not think about for a, a children's yeah. book moral well it was trying to it was like trying to do more you know it was doing more nuanced it was doing a lot of complicated storytelling stuff but it was also pretty emotionally simple in yeah. a lot of ways like it clearly is still for kids and it's trying to convey things but it's like not it's not too good to be a kid's book it's not like but well, we can't just have simple morals where people have their happy ending or whatever it's mm -hmm. still it's still that it's just going about it in a much more clever and interesting way yeah that makes it more engaging and more fun and less rote and stale so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so was this something that like I don't know, like back in the day did your did your parents just like stumble across it and read it to you or did you like find it uh, yourself my mom read a little it to bit me. older? Okay. Well the well like the Phantom Tollbooth is was one of my favorite books. So this was like there's a line to where you get to this from that if you're looking at Respect okay. for stuff. At some point, God. Gotcha. I also, I mean, I also, he also wrote a book, "The Man in the Ceiling." Okay, which is not as good as this, but it's also good. It's also a good kids book. Um, also, Jules Pfeiffer is just a great cartoonist. He's he did like political cartoons. He's done a lot of stuff. Gotcha. I, uh, he's he's primarily good. a cartoonist. He did like and did comic strips and stuff. Yeah, I think maybe when maybe that was like before we I I don't know. The, the, I remember you probably at the same point you you mentioned like the Phantom Tollbooth and stuff. Uh you mm -hmm. told me he was a cartoonist cuz that sounds really familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And it's yeah, like... You did a book, How to Kill Your Mother, not that long ago. A couple, <laughs> some years back. And I think I... I was having trouble. I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find this book digitally. Um, but the uh, the physical editions quite cheap. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if any if anybody else is curious about about grabbing it. It looks like the uh, yeah the the paperback is twelve dollars and it's probably newer and it's on Prime. But the hardcover is like two dollars. <laughs> it's an absolute steal. So good. Oh yeah. Also, there's the great bit about Roger's mother being eaten by a whale. What? I forgot about and then that. <laughs> Out for swim one day, she'd been swallowed by a blue whale. He missed his mother. But whales were his favorite mammal, and blue was his favorite color. So if you had to go, that didn't seem like such a bad oh way. Oh my god. After a while, Roger came to smile at the thought of the blue whale on that bright green sea, gulping down his mother in a red striped swimming costume, as if she were a candy cane. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I had totally forgot about that part. Holy shit. <laughs> This book is good. This is, this is, a, this is a good book. <laughs> oh, that's, that's kind of grim. Uh, kind of. <laughs> kind of grim. <sighs> but it's fine. Everything's great. <laughs> this, is, this is fine. God. I don't know where to go from there. Yeah, honestly, like, <laughs> I wish you would have remembered that after we did the outro, because that's like the perfect sign-off. <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, it's a, we're a little under, but I kind of feel like that's peak. Yeah, that's good shit. Hey, Dad, remember the day that Mom died? How happy do you think that whale was? So majestic. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you gotta go, what better way? Yeah. I'm sure Daniel X would have felt the same way if his oh. mother had been eaten by an elephant. Jesus, sat on by an elephant. Uh, gross. I don't like. <laughs> Danny Lex would be too like. That this seems too fetish, 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 fetishized. Fetishized? That doesn't sound right. Fetishized. Sure. Really? Uh, okay. It seems too fetishized with elephants. I think he'd make it weird. Mm. Well, there is that time he had made a friend who was made of bugs, and then his bug friend died, and he was sad, and he was like, 
even though I have all my friends and family around me because of my amazing powers that just recreate dead and imaginary people, it's sad because he was my one real friend. Ugh. <laughs> this boy who is made of bucks. This one true love. Bug boy. <sighs> Daniel X strikes like, me as the type of dude who would be into elephant vor. It's like, he was like, uh, Spider's Man, except uh, not having eaten Spider-Man and gained <laughs> all of his personality and moral compass. Spider's except, you know, Man. also wants, still wants to eat people. Oh, yeah. Can only ask so much of a bunch of spiders. A <laughs> like, sentient collection of Spiders. Man. Oh, spiders, man. I think the worst part about Daniel X is that I'm not even sure if I, if like. My instinct is to subject Anya to it because, you know, we're married, so she deserves to suffer with me. (laughs) But, like, I don't know if it'd have the same effect on her. I mean, probably, the, it's, yeah. Like, just, like, I think she would recognize, cause, you know, she's a, she's a smart lady. She would recognize that it's bad, that, like, the Mary Sueness of his character, but I don't think she'd truly appreciate how fucking terrible it is. Well, uh, yeah, there are multiple layers to Daniel X. Don't even bad. There are multiple layers. It's Uh, yeah. It's amazingly dark in a way it doesn't understand. Where he just lives this life of creating imaginary versions of friends and his loved family. Yeah, and like that's the only people he knows, are all figments of his imagination he creates with his powers. But then there's a layer where the book is just so badly written, and his first-person perspective is so awful. So, Because I have a different view on it, because I didn't read the book first. Yeah. I read the manga version, yeah, where it's which not doesn't have the thing person. where all the writing... Yeah, it's not It's not from his perspective. Yeah. The writing's not so awful. It's just the, that plot, that thing of how dark and weirdly fucked up it is, and also the elephant thing, which is... It's just weird. Yeah. Uh, man. But then you read the book and you're like, this is fucking awful. <laughs> this is really uh, bad. It is really The only bad. thing I can compare it to is there's a... They cartoon The Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. Which is the, my, the worst version of Spider-Man. He's it, you're like in his head too much, and he's super pompous. It's uh, I hate it. Yeah, it sounds it. like Daniel X, the most the most unlikable Spider-Man cartoon, Ultimate Spider-Man version. Uh, and that's that one got created after Marvel got the rights to making the Spider-Man animated TV shows away from Sony. So my favorite Spider-Man. TV show got cancelled for that one. So my fear with this with this new uh, 
It's not going to happen, but my fear with this new Sony uh, Marvel Spider-Man dispute is that somehow in the negotiations, in order to make more Spider-Man movies with him in the MCU, Sony will give up the movie animated rights and we'll have no more Spider-Verse. That's my secret fear. That would be... That would solid that would be tragic. Yeah, it would be really bad. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. That movie yeah. made too much money. Yeah, yeah. But Far From Home is literally the highest grossing Sony movie of all time. I still need to see it. It's I good. just never got around to it. Kinda waiting for it at this point, like I'm just waiting for it to either release somewhere where I can watch it legally or just skirt around the edges and watch it illegally. The best part is the post credit scene. Which I'm pretty sure was spoiled for me. It's still uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I got the old, I, and I, meh. Brother in law. I mean, when you don't see a movie when it's out. Yeah, but also, so it was my brother in law, and I love him, and he's he's 12, so like, no one. So you can't hit him. Yeah, that's like that. Yeah. Um, And I think, like, with his classmates, he hasn't done anything like this enough where, like, someone's throat punched him or something, so, like,. The lesson can't be properly taught, but he saw it, uh, and he kept wanting to spoil it. And he uh, said, like, do you want spoilers? And I said, no, and he, like, kept starting to say stuff, and eventually I got, like, angry at him a little bit. I'm like, no, don't tell me anything, blah, 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 blah. And he was quiet for a bit, and he did the thing where he doesn't say what it is, but he says... Do you know blah blah blah? And I'm like, <laughs> I said no spoilers. And he's like, I didn't spoil it. I'm like, you asked no. me about this thing that is definitely not random. <laughs> like, I know what it is. You're not, you're not slick. I know why you're asking. Look, but you put, yeah. you put a cookie in front of a twelve year old and told him not to eat it. But you did nothing to stop him from I didn't it. put the cookie. He put the cookie there himself. <laughs> he put the cookie okay, there so himself. He put a cookie there and said, can I eat this? And you said yeah, no. Yeah. And then he stared at it and then he ate it. And then he fucking ate it. I, I just don't. I, like, I, uh. See? Nice enough no, this to This is ask. what happens when you engage with terrorists. Not nice enough to ask <laughs> not nice enough to listen no. to the answer no the asking is not know. a niceness the asking is the first shot in the spoiler wars yeah i just there's the shot across the bow it know it, it, it means he understands the idea <laughs> i just yeah he I knows know. the power I, that he holds at least he didn't like he didn't spoil any like plot points of the film itself, so I don't really care. I just thought it was. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Good times. My favorite thing about the plot of that movie is that 
if you have vague, based on the way they marketed it, if you have vague comic book knowledge, you know the twist. If you have very deep comic book knowledge, you can overthink the thing into thinking maybe it's something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Man, um... What's her name? Is Mary Jane, though? Zendaya? Is that... Zendaya. Zendaya? Yeah. Good choice. 10 out of 10. It's a a really good choice. And that's what I'm... Because, like... It seems like... MJ. She's technically not Mary Jane. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Fine. She's the equivalent. But... And her character is named something different. And his aunt, because they didn't want it to be a marijuana joke, I guess. Slamming hottie. Well, whatever. No, the this has been a thing with Aunt May. Is as comics have gone along, she has gotten progressively younger. Yeah, yeah. Because she starts as the oldest woman in the world, (laughs) (laughs) literally a skeleton. Who, if you blow on her too hard, she will fall over and turn to ash. Man. And then over time, she gets younger and younger. And it's partly because it's like the idea of Peter's a teenager, so this this old person in his life has to be the oldest person. Yeah. I can't just be an adult. They have to be a fucking ghost. And then as he's an adult, you're, you can be like more like... As time passes, more reasonable of like maybe she should be like a character and like be a reasonable age for being his aunt, mm-hmm. not his fucking great grandmother. This is reminding me. Um <laughs> ever since our Spider Man episode, uh mm-hmm. I mean, not that I've been, it's not like I've been going out of my way or anything, but just, I, I guess it's kind of like when you get a car and then you notice that, like, every other person on the road drives the same car you do or something. Like, you're just, you're, you're more aware of it. But like, uh-huh. yeah, you learn about something, you notice it more. I saw something yeah. and someone, someone had made it, I think it was just on Reddit, because, yeah, it had to have been. Someone made a thread about, like, I think it, it might be unpopular, but I think that Spider-Man should always have organic webs, like web shooters or whatever. I'm like, that sounds like a bad plan. Let's see what the, the people have to say. And I pointed out, and I had forgotten this, um, the, the top reason for not doing it was then it feels even dumber. Like, one of the person's arguments was that... Uh, it, um, Peter Parker's is a really smart person, so, like, how would he run out of, like, how could someone so smart run out of webs, like, during a fight? Like, how could you be out of your ammo? And the top comment was just, you can be really smart and also be really dumb. <laughs> and also, in, um, what's it, Tobey Maguire, in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, he also shot blanks at convenient times. They just were for different reasons now. They were for puberty or for not wanting to or be Spider-Man. Like, yeah, or like stress. Yeah, like emotional <laughs> bullshit reasons instead. Yeah. 
But mm-hmm. I'm like, I know enough to have the right opinion. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you. I mean, you need the web shooters so that then, when he dies, they can be given to Miles. <laughs> it's important. Oh no. <laughs> That happened in the Ultimate Comics. That's what Aunt May gives Miles Peter's web shooters. Because mm. he died. It's hilarious that in Ultimate Comics they were like, they did a story where uh, this is the death of Spider Man, and then it was like, psych. And then a year later they did it again, but it was like, for reals this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the same story, but this time they decided to stick with it. Well, it's all about timing. Stars weren't in in position the first time. Yeah. They were too scared. Yeah, they, were, they didn't have the balls. They didn't have the balls. <laughs> they didn't have their their plan going forward for what the fuck they were going to do ready. Yo, someone someone tried to make a a, a little meme about like there was a thing for a little bit with like the gym teacher trying to tell you to like oh you're not working hard enough you're not running fast enough or something and then like a picture of morbidly obese person or something because you know stereotypical mm-hmm. gym teacher whatever and someone posted yeah. one of them used a picture of uh what kingpin Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, did you guys watch the fucking movie? That'd be terrifying. That man wasn't out of shape at all. <laughs> like, no, that'd be the Kingpin worst. Is, I think in comics they describe him, he's like 2% body fat. Yeah. <laughs> he's just pure muscle. Yeah, he's like a... I mean, like Spider-Verse a... is the best depiction of him, where he's just an angry square. <laughs> Whereas what? You... you uh... <laughs> Uh, just an angry square. Yes. He's a geometrical shape that yeah, is just yeah. very angry. <laughs> oh, dude, it's dead. I mean, that's like football players sometimes, though. Like linebackers or whatever. Like, you just see them, and if you don't know better, like, they look like they're just a little yeah. blobby. And then they put, that's like. because they have shoulder pads. No, no. But yes, also, also, some yeah. of them are fat. Or chubby. Yeah. My favorite is uh, baseball pitchers that are fat. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, Bartolo Cologne, who's super old, who's super fat, still a good pitcher. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> or just, like, golfers. Have, I mean, I don't think there's any really fat golfers but like the potentials there anybody can be a golfer yeah. i've never seen a, i've never seen a fat tennis player yeah no it feels impossible would, yeah i don't think that would uh <laughs> unless you're actually kingpin like i don't think that one's gonna be happening i think, I think you just sweat so much playing <laughs> that sport I mean, you could sweat playing golf. What if it's a little warm out and the beer cart hasn't come around yet? What am I supposed to do? 
It's not. It's not comparable. Absolutely <laughs> comparable. Also, I don't see a lot of fat golfers. Honestly, no. fat golfers is not a thing. Or fat baseball players is a thing. Oh yeah. The uh, yeah the, the chub. Yeah, man. That belly fat. Gotta have those thick thighs. <laughs> thick thighs is very important. Jesus. Hips don't lie. You gotta, you gotta strive to be what Sir Mix-a-Lot sang about. <laughs> okay. I think we've... I think, I think we're I th done. I think, uh... I think thick baseball players is about the best this episode is gonna get. Is title? Thick baseball players. Thick baseball players. No, it has to be more clickbaity than that. Thick baseball players handle strong wooden bats. Wink face. Wink face. Thumbs up. Something with balls. Okay symbol. Catching pointing at the okay ca symbol. Catching or pitching. <laughs> Catchers can be portly sometimes. Oh, but oh yeah. But that's such a hard. That's like the hardest position on your knees. Yeah, doing those squats. Just like seeing. Retired catchers, they just can't <laughs> bend. It's, just, it's I mean, done. I don't know. <laughs> shortstop would be kind of rough. Shortstop is difficult, but I don't think it's as bad on your knees. You're I mean, not that's fucking sitting I mean, in the squat maybe, position. Maybe not for as the whole maybe not as bad on your knees, but how many times do you get called shorty before you go postal on someone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it don't that only works if you're actually short. If you're if you're uh, uh, acceptable dude. height, uh, no, 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 comfortable with yourself. You say that until you. I mean, unless you're shorty. borderline. If if you're borderline, <laughs> then it gets to you. You're like, I'm not even short. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I were called that. shorty, I wouldn't. I mean, like, is that a joke? Well, that's because you're like seven feet tall. It's not true. You're seven in my memory. You're like seven feet tall. Like I distinctly I'm like remember six feet tall. I remember you, you're like adding an extra foot. I remember looking up to you, like you were on stilts. Just or means something. you're short, shorty. How dare you, fucking giant? <laughs> yeah, I can be a good raft. <laughs> the full circle. <laughs> I just need to be on almost dead, and uh -huh. then you just float around on my belly. <laughs> I mean, as far as starving to death, I probably don't. I probably won't have much of a belly anymore. Theoretically. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't have my card. With oh. All the Email us at saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. Find us at Salt Circle Podcast on iTunes, Teacher, Google Podcasts, 
uh, Spotify, and our episodes are hosted at anchor.fm slash salt circle. And you can find me on Twitter at comic panels. And See, I know it all, but wow. I don't have my safety blanket. I'm just going to talk all over your Twitter handle name oh, now. That's fine. That's fine. Just rude. Just rude. The Twitter is bean underscore LP. Don't at Everybody me. tweet Ben. Don't at me. Call Don't shorty. fucking at me. At him Don't. and call him shorty. <laughs> oh, it's not necessary. <laughs> I'd like... I'd say I'd, I'll Look, throw man, myself just, you... out the window if people did that. But like, <laughs> my window used to be first floor and I was 20th. So I don't want to make that promise anymore. There's also a playground immediately outside my window. Like, children hang out there. So that wouldn't be fair to them. Mm. Don't add Look, me. man, we just have to reenact the Mountain of Malice, and people have to send you bad tweets. Rock just sails through my window. A <laughs> note attached to it just says Shorty. Sup sh it says Sup Shorty. Sup Shorty? Oh... I'd be triggered. I'd be actually triggered. The triggered channel wouldn't be enough to... <laughs> uh, well, we read a good book. That was a good time. Yeah, we did. Turns out there are books that are good. Sometimes I don't believe it. But it's true. Well, yeah. After Daniel X... <laughs> it's a lot there harder. are a lot of bad books it's harder to put faith in, in, in that just, uh, I just I feel like it's not made clear enough often enough there are a lot of bad books out there guys well a lot of bad books blubber just garbage Judy Bloom putting on this paper terrible fucking book just cause something's on a book doesn't mean it's true don't, I mean, especially in the age of self-publishing. <laughs> and don't trust anything that you see that's on Forbes.com. They let fucking anybody put stuff on. Literally anyone.